Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 79 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. This is your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I am joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there, and that will be Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. Hello. My name is Anigo Matoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Very nice, very nice. That sent chills up my spine, Rick. Yeah, yeah. I that was, uh, yeah. I, you know that it was so close. It was inconceivable. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> um, yeah. So why why did I why did I do the Princess Bride quote right? Because do you know do you know when the Princess Bride came out, Bob? I don't, Rick. Well. It was released in September of 1987. And that show so happens to be the cover date, September of 1987 of issue 333, which we're going to be covering today in our uh, Road to the Captain Part 3, which is covering Captain America 333 through 335. So we're going to be covering that today. Yeah, I know. I feel uh, that brings up you know, it's almost like you shamed me uh, because I, uh, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this. I've been trying to get my son, who's 12, uh-huh. to watch The Princess Bride. Really? And, and so far, I have not been able to get him to do it. Yeah. He's only interested in books. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That is not the case. Not uh, the, actually, we watched... Uh, I watched the Green Mile. You know, in my day, night. you know, in my day, Bob, yeah. we called television books. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, okay. That's no, a quote from the movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Sorry, I got right. it. But you yeah. said you're watching the Green Mile. We did. We watched that yesterday. Uh-huh. Yesterday, he had a day off from school, and I, I had to take him to the doctor, which was a great way to spend the day off from school. Yeah. But uh, but we watched the Green Mile together, so. Yeah, which is, you know, it's got some dicey scenes in it. It's obviously it's got some violent scenes in it, but uh, mm-hmm. but I think it's a great movie. Great movie. Great lessons. Indeed. Uh, uh, and one of these days I'll watch it. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's definitely a classic, my friend. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I'll get to it. I know yeah. it is. I know yeah. I know it'll be one of those movies that tugs at the heart. And yeah. uh, I just have to kind of be in the mood for that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's so many good movies out there. There are, yeah. There's also a lot of crap. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. Oh, so Bob, we got a, we got some stuff to cover. Like this is going to be, right. you know, I, I listen. Yep. I right. go back and I and I I look at these episodes because, and to our our listeners out there, for for Road to the Captain Part Three, you might say, oh, was there a Part Two, Part One? Why? Why? Yes, there was. Mm-hmm. Um, episode seventy. We did Road to the Captain Part 1, which is Captain America 327 to 329. So if you haven't listened to that yet, start there. Mm-hmm. Part 2 was episode 74, and that covered Captain America 330 through 332. And then this one is Road to the Captain Part 3. Um, what's going to happen next? Well, if, if you've been playing along at home, uh, the first Wednesday of every month, 
is our interview episode. Now, the second Wednesday has been this series, and we'll continue. We have eight parts. Next up will be episode 83, which is the first Wednesday in May, and we'll cover the captain part one. So right now we've been covering the nine issues leading up to the captain story. Uh, and it's been great learning about John Walker, uh, being introduced to him and, and uh, his companions, seeing what Steve Rogers has been struggling with, uh, with the, uh, uh, the ultimatum that the commission put on him and the decision that he made. Ultimately, um, the power broker, D-man, uh, it just been so many cool parts to the, this, this series. So again, go back, listen to uh, part one in episode 70, and, uh, and then you can come back here. Now, for all the viewers who have been listening, uh, we're going to get into those. And, and <laughs> Bob, what I noticed is um, part one, we go into that. Guess how long that episode was? Well, it was three hours and 78 minutes. Is that wrong? Do, do I have to explain to him how that math is wrong? <laughs> you know, 78 minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, Bob, it was two hours and 18 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, and then part two was two hours and 33 minutes. So we're going in the wrong direction, Bob. So yeah. I want to, I want to get to what we need to get to. All right. Uh, so let's cover a few things first. Two episodes ago, Bob, in episode 77, we had a little bit of a controversy. We had a little bit of controversy uh, have, centering around our our little bet. Our oh, wager. yeah, the weight loss. <laughs> the weight loss wager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. is a strong word, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. How you doing with that, by the way? Yeah, I, I, life is good. I, I haven't checked in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to guess, Bob, do you think uh, that that that, that ten point two pounds is still off? Well, probably not. Probably not. But I've been hitting the gym now too. So, oh really? Back, back in the gym, you know, I wasn't hitting the gym because you know I was afraid that once I start hitting the gym, I was going to start putting on weight again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'm back in the gym. Got the garage cleaned out. Got my bench in there. Okay. You know, pretty so you're back in the garage. All right. You're not at the yeah. gym. I mean, well, that's come my on. gym. That's my gym. Okay. Yeah. 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 I well, ha- we I can't uh, hang with the millennials, Rick. Oh, uh, really? You know? I, I, I'm like the oldest person in my Are class. You? Yeah. Oh, See, big time, big okay. time. I'm running, running with the best of them. All right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So when I say controversy, mm-hmm. we had a little bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say a debate, but more of a, hmm, really, you're gonna, you're gonna go with that. Now, I'm, I, I you know, I'm gonna be fine with it. Whatever. You know, but, mm-hmm. but you were like, Hey, let's, let's put it up to the, to, uh, the, you know, the people in the Facebook group. And we did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we did, um, we got, uh, I, I posted a poll and the poll said, um, yeah, after explaining it, uh, the choices were, did, you know, did Bob win the bet? And the answer is, uh, no, this is not the weight Bob wanted to lose when he made the bet and shouldn't yeah. count yeah. what would cap do. Or yes, 10 pounds is 10 pounds. And it doesn't matter how we got there. Colonoscopies are not fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the listeners have spoken, Bob. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was a uh, 44 to 19. Yeah. So a little over double of the people sided with yes. 
it should count. You know, I, you know what I attribute that, Rick? People I, just don't like the idea of a colonoscopy. <laughs> you know what I contribute? You know what I attribute I think to that's what they, Yeah, yeah. I I attribute this to a popularity contest. I, I think <laughs> I think I think people like you more than me. Uh, oh, I and, don't think that's it at all. And I I feel like I'm back in school, right? And yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm the uh, the the unpopular nerd while Bob yeah. the 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 jock is is yeah. getting uh, oh, getting no. a love. I think um, it was definitely. Oh my God, he had to do a colonoscopy. That guy, guy deserves you think a you vote. Got the sympathy vote. I huh? think I got the sympathy <clears throat> vote on that one, which I'm, of course I'm willing to take. Yeah, yeah. We got we got a bunch of comments. There's like 25 comments yeah. and um, uh, some well, some funny ones in there. You know, right, Mike Mike Perkins. Mike Perkins, uh, you know, uh, artist extraordinaire. He's he's doing amazing work on Swamp Thing sure right now, is. by the way. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he spent three years on the on the Captain America book, and he uh, he posts a little video to to the movie <laughs> Fletch, <laughs> and it's the scene where where Chevy Chase's character is uh, in the doctor's office, and he and Mike Perkins wrote, uh, "Are you going to be singing Moon River?" Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, I will tell you, uh, it, it is, it will be the probably uh, the hi- uh, highlight, maybe not the highlight, but certainly the highlight of my years, my year to be able to tell people that uh, the famous Mike Perkins commented on my colonoscopy. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's awesome. You yeah. know? Who could ask for more? Yeah. Using a whole fist there, Doc. Right. Talk about talk about a quotable movie, man. Fletch, Fletch is a classic. Ah, I love I could quote that all day. Yeah. Uh, and then he actually uh, Mike came back uh, to post again and he wrote, what would Cap do? I think he'd be wary of having a colonoscopy from any of the doctors he knows. Strange octopus doom. So that's uh, that's that uh, certainly if I walked into the room and any of those individuals would have been uh, present. As well as, uh, as you as you know, to Doctor Faustus. Well, so I, I realized the double entendre I wrote when I responded to Perkins. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote, "Octopus and Doom would be terrifying." However, manipulating them all, Doctor Faustus. And then I've thought to myself afterwards, "Oh, manipulating them all, manipulating <laughs> them all, having his finger in it." Yes. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Bob. Look. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine. You know, if you won, that's cool. You lost the ten pounds faster than me. I, you know what? I'm you. Next episode, Bob. Mm-hmm. Next episode, I will sing thirty seconds of a song that you choose. All right. So what you you got to tell me now though? All right, I have to I, prepare I, for this. Yeah, I am going with wind beneath my wind beneath my wings. <sighs> I'm doing it, Rick. But we both picked that song. I, I know, which means we both love it. Oh, all right. You all can right. be, Rick, you can be my wind as much as I can be yours. Uh huh. We can all be right. each other's wind. I, I'm going to, yeah, but I get to pick which 30 seconds. All right. That's fair. It might be, the, it might be the int- instrumental interlude. <laughs> that would be a, a good piece of performance art. Right there. Yes. Yes. All right. All right, everybody. Come back next episode. And uh, you will get to hear me sing to Bob, Wind Beneath My Wings, as, uh, as he has won the bet. All right. Also, next episode, Bob, let's pick three winners from the, uh, the review uh, challenge that we mm-hmm. had, right? We said mm-hmm. if, if we had the, you know, 10 people go on and give us a five-star review, we're going to randomly pick three of those 10, and we're going to send them a what 
would cap do challenge coin. So come back next episode and we'll cover that. We'll, we'll, we'll pick that too. Um, shall we, shall we read the next one? Yeah. Okay. All right. The next review that we got was from Capman. Um, interesting enough, uh, every letter is double to so its C-C-A-A-P-P-M-M-A-A-N-N. Hmm. Capman. Um, and he gives us a five-star review and he wrote uh, as the headline, Capital Fellows. And Bob, C-A-P and capital is in all caps. Well played. Well played, yes. Catman. So he writes, the likable and self-effacing Rick and Bob take you on a journey through the history of a classic character who, while the world and his interactions with it have changed, his values haven't really strayed. They get that Cap is a moral exemplar, but they don't forget he's a comic book character, so they make sure to have fun too. All right, Catman, thank you for that uh, review. Much appreciated. And uh, continue to please send those reviews out there. It helps us get noticed uh, on on Apple. So um, we really appreciate the five-star reviews, and we'll continue to do these contests. Um, You also can go on Spotify and give us five-star reviews, too, if if you're listening on Spotify. Again, really appreciate that. I like the self-effacing, too. That's nice. I haven't been described as that. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know all right i'm, I'm gonna let that go i'm writing that one down in my diary all right yeah dear diary Catman wrote self-effacing <laughs> i like that um one last thing we need to do before we get into the uh the issues here bob is we finished our our bracket of cover madness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we started we started with over 150 covers being voted on. The top 32 made the bracket. And then we went to Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final 4, then the Big 2. And now we finally have a winner, Bob. That's exciting. I, it is exciting. I mean, it was I thought uh, you know, I thought it was going to go to blows at some points. Um, it was a passionate advocacy uh, on behalf of many of those covers. So uh, now, Bob, we, you know what? I, I forgot we're recording this before it's over. So we have to pretend mm-hmm. that we know who the winner is. Yeah. But, but we'll, we'll edit it. Mm-hmm. Okay. With Ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. Bob, what did you think of winning the whole thing? I was, I was shocked, uh, honestly, Rick, because, you know, so many people, we're really advocating for, and then when one, I was like, "What the? I couldn't believe it." I know, and that cover, uh, which you know Captain America's on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's such an amazing cover that, and I, you know, would love someday, you know, to own an original piece of. But you know, that's just a pipe. Well, who wouldn't, right? I mean, that anybody would want a, uh, you know, some some original art from uh, on their wall, so. What yeah. do you think of as an artist? Do you think uh, he really uh, is the, the top cover artist for Captain America or, or do you think um, maybe he should have won? I, I think, you know, between, uh, between and 
I think it could have been either one of them. I mean, it was it was definitely tight. It could have gone either way, but I'm 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 not surprised at the end of the day that won. Hmm. It's true. You know, is such a uh, an amazing artist that um, you know maybe maybe we should dedicate this episode to him. Now that you know whether or not he's um, still with us or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's totally with us in spirit because is an amazing artist. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think spirit, it, it pervades everything about Cap these days. So, I mean, we can't overlook influence in the 60s, the 70s, <laughs> and, you know, after, I mean, 80s, for sure, for sure, for sure, you know? So, I mean, certainly, certainly, uh, you know, <laughs> so so bob one last question yeah. what's your favorite uh favorite issue by oh there's no question about it it's issue oh that's a good one yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah, yeah 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 all awesome. right well that that was great uh we'll have to do it again next year uh and we'll do another um cap madness bracket and uh, we appreciate all of the, the people on Facebook who have uh, went in and, and voted every day um, mm-hmm. and commented and gave their thoughts. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, of does, fun. it takes a cap village. It really does. <laughs> I think of that, what was that issue, the Chris Samney issue of Captain America, where you know, he goes to that small town and having a cap fair? That's what I think. It oh, is. yes. It takes, a, it takes a cap village. Was that like 695? It was around there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bob. So let's get to issue Captain America three three three, and I got some some little uh, notes about uh, this issue and this cover. So for those who um, probably have seen this cover before, um, it is a just the the uniform, uh, like a bus shot of Captain America's uniform, but it's empty, and there's nothing inside it, and there's a question mark on the chest and at the top of the logo it says captain america it says who will be the next and then in the background are all these different characters um and so you some of them are marvel characters some of them are actual actual real people um do you uh do you recognize any of them bob oh gosh i mean i uh clearly some of the characters i recognize but i'm trying is that stan lee on the yeah cover? Yep. yeah stan lee's on, stan there. Lee on the yeah. cover 
and I don't know who that woman is to you know to the right of Capset. Well, there's a, a Laura Hitchcock and a Don Geiger. Um, they are both. Uh, they work for Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, somehow well, was, got themselves on the cover. I know. How does that work? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But awesome. yeah, there, you've got Hank Hank McCoy, the Beast, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Monroe, Nick Fury, Tony Stark, Frank Castle, the Punisher. You got Wyatt Wingfoot. That was an interesting choice. Wow. Yeah, Wyatt's yeah. from uh, the Fantastic Four. Um, John Walker, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a Doc Ock just thrown in for fun. Oh, and then there's somebody in a disguise with a beard. Can't make it out. Oh, it's Ben Grimm. The thing. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that was for cool. Now, a couple other cool things about this cover is the corner box up in the up the you know up in the top left was drawn by the interior artist. Uh, which is Tom Morgan. And it only was on this one issue. This is the only time this corner box ever appeared. And Tom told me that it was inked by legendary Jack Abel. Uh, And it was the only time Tom and Jack ever worked together. And he actually still owns the original art. And it's something that, uh, you know, he'll never get rid of because it's, you know, he considered Jack a friend and this was the only time they ever worked together. So he yeah. still owns the original art to that corner box. Wow. How cool is that? Huh? And if you saw the original art, you would notice that um, it's not shaded in. So, so let me describe it. So it's, it's, it's a captain America in, you know, full body, right. Holding his shield in his right hand uh, uh, behind him. And when Tom and Jack did this, it was a, you know, obviously clear uh, picture, but they decided um, for the cover to shade it in so that you couldn't see the face and then put some shadow on there. So that way it was kind of like, well, we don't know who the next Captain America is going to be. Clever. Yeah. And then um, I actually last this past year um, commissioned Tom to uh do a um a new version of this corner box uh and i shared it in the facebook group um mm-hmm. maybe I'll, I'll do it again but yeah um i was like can you do a few seconds later version of the corner box and he was like sure and it's basically john walker coming out of the shadow into the light you know, pumping his shield in the air, like, yeah, I'm Captain America. And it's cool because it has, you know, the 75 cents and the issue number and the comics code authority and the box and everything, uh, yeah. you know, done. Even the the little uh, t- tiny print and date on the, on the left-hand side, you know. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a stellar piece of work. It's very impressive. Yep, yep. Um, so this issue was written by Mark Runewald, as as are all these uh, issues that we're going through. And um, as I mentioned, the penciler is Tom Morgan. The inker is Dave Hunt. And the colorist is Ken Fedunowitz. Letterer, Ken Lopez and Bill Oakley. And the editor is Don Daly. And the editor-in-chief is Jim Shooter. So we open up to the opening splash page. And it's actually Tom's version of a Mike Zeck 
art that um, was supposed to be used for a retailer promotional piece. And it was, um, it's basically Cap's shield. Um, and on top of it is a nicely folded uniform and mask and gloves and boots. And the title to this particular issue is called The Replacement. Well, this is rather unexpected. Unexpected? It's outrageous. A combat veteran like Captain America refusing to serve his country? Just who does this Steve Rogers think he is telling us that he can't work with us because he represents the American dream? He represents what we say he represents. We're the U.S. government. We're the boys that gave him the super soldier formula that made him what he is. Who gave him his shield and his uniform? Who came up with the very name and concept of Captain America? How dare he say no to our directive that we coordinate his official activities? How dare he turn in his shield and uniform? That was a nice recap of the last issue. It certainly was. Well done, Mark. So then we cut to uh, now seeing uh, all the members of this commission. And we have Valerie Cooper, who is standing up. And she's about to address everyone. Now, Valerie Cooper, um, if you've been reading comics over the last few decades, um, she's been very much involved with coordinating John Walker. So this is um, this is basically uh, her introduction to that. And she was also very involved with uh, X Factor and, and things like that in the, the 90s. <clears throat> Ahem, might I interject, Mr. Yates, that one, we're not all boys, and two, we're not the government. We're simply a presidentially appointed commission charged with the task of managing America's superhuman resources. Point taken, Miss Cooper. Now then, the floor is open to suggest as to how we proceed from here. And then uh, the general kind of stands up. First, let's cart marshal. Rogers for failing to live up to his military obligations. But then we have Henry Peter Guyrich. Do you know who he is, Bob? Guyrich. Uh, I, you know, is it Guyrich? Guyrich? What is oh, it? Gy- I think it's, I don't know. I guess it could be. I, I don't know. I don't Gyrich, know. Guyrich. Got me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He Wasn't he involved uh, uh, Back in the Avengers comics, isn't he the one that uh, insisted that Falcon join the the Avengers? Yep, yep, and yeah, he's been representation. Indeed, and he he's also mm-hmm. been uh, very much involved with the Avengers in trying to kind of organize them and and coordinate them, um, get them mm-hmm. to kind of do what you know the government wants them to do, um, mandating the size, how many Avengers can be in the group, you know that type of thing. Right. So he's here and he's he's ticking off his his um and, and and describing him he's a he's a white guy with uh this crew cut red hair uh and he wears sunglasses. So if if that helps you remember who he is, that's a very distinct look. I'm not sure that's possible, General Hayworth. Steve Rogers technically is not part of the military rank and file. But at the very least we can impose strict sanctions on him and his activities. He may have turned in his shield and uniform, but there is nothing to prevent him from fashioning duplicates. 
I propose we get a court injunction prohibiting him from calling himself Captain America or wearing any uniform that's red, white, and blue. Then we notify the Avengers that unless they terminate Roger's membership in their group at once, we will prohibit them from operating firmly, freely on the U.S. soil. Now, Mr. Garage, it's our job to coordinate superhuman activities. We can't very well do that if we turn one of the nation's most dependable superhuman teams into outlaws. We can use Rogers to bring the Avengers into line, Mr. Mathers. They have to know we mean business. Personally, I'd more concern with finding a new Captain America than taking punitive measures against the old one. Face it, the administration doesn't need more bad publicity just now, and if it were to get out, the original Captain America was forced to resign. We'd have to get a new Captain America out there as soon as possible, performing some high-profile activities to win public approval. What happens if Rogers goes public with his version of the story before then? That's always a possibility. Still, his dossier suggests that he's not likely to go out of his way to give any administration a black eye, nor to represent himself to the public as a victim of anything, including bureaucracy. Mr. Gyrich, you investigated the sanctions we can impose upon Rogers. Now, let's discuss our options for Rogers' replacement. General Hayworth, you were involved in the most recent super soldier projects. Any results? We had two promising prospects. The first was codenamed Nuke. He was a recipient of our latest efforts to re recreate the precise formula that Rogers was given back in World War II. He was successful to some extent, but without the Vita rays to stabilize the process, the subject became psychotic, made a big mess in Manhattan. Our second candidate was a product of a totally different program, developed independently by an L.A. contractor. His codename was G.I. Max, and he was a soldier 40 times stronger than human. Unfortunately, before he could be fully trained, he was accidentally shot by his immediate supervisor. Perhaps not coincidentally, Rogers was in the vicinity when both candidates met their demises. And we just we just read about G.I. Max in the last uh, episode that we covered. So now they're pulling out uh, black and white photos, Bob. We may be able to get another G.I. Max underway, but it would take months. What about Jack Monroe, alias the Nomad? His dossier says he's too was a recipient of a of reformulation of the super ser soldier serum, and he's been trained by... That man is a friend of Rogers. It seems unlikely that he would accept a job that his mentor would not. I'm, I imagine we could also rule out another of Rogers' friends and ex-partners, Sam Wilson. Hell is the Falcon. I doubt the country is ready for a black Captain America. Nicholas Fury has an excellent service record. He may even be tired of international espionage and want to serve differently. I cannot imagine him relinquishing the authority he has ahead of S.H.I.E.L.D. to permit us to determine his actions. Besides, Fury is too old to be a viable Captain America. I've gone over all the intelligence we have on all of America's known superhuman beings. And as far as I'm concerned, there's not a one of them man enough for the job. The general's right. It's pointless to consider any of the established costume vigilantes. We need someone new, someone young, someone hungry for the big time. But who? And how could we find him? And then Val holds up... Uh, the Washington Post, and on the front cover, it's a picture of Super Patriot. 
Gentlemen, did any of you happen to read this morning's paper? And what's the headline say, Bob? Monuments saved from terrorists by vigilante hero. So then we cut to the next page, and it is John Walker being interviewed um, on a TV set. Meanwhile, elsewhere in Washington. So tell me, Mr. Uh, Super Patriot, how does it feel to be the hero of the hour? Well, Katie, the sudden acclaim I've gotten is gratifying, I'll admit. But I do what I do, not for glory, but because it's the right thing to do. Because to do any less would be to squander my God-given talents. We've all been put here on earth for a purpose. Mine is to help the people of this grand old country of ours. That's quite a purpose. Forgive me for being blunt, but before the incident, I can't say I was even aware of your existence. Are you new to the hero biz? You could say that. I only began operating a few months ago. This is just the first time I've had the opportunity to tackle something this big in public. Big is the word for it, all right. Let's go to our exclusive News 6 footage of yesterday's mayhem at the monument, shall we? And then uh, there's a few panels here of a recap of what happened. Um, and basically when he, he knocks um, uh, Warhead off of the monument and saves the day. I've watched this footage a number of times now, and it continues to take my breath away to see your face danger like that. How do you have the guts to do what you did? Born with them, I guess. I spent a lot of time training myself to the peak of my abilities. I know just what my body is capable of. I calculated the risk as best as I could and decided it was worth it. What was the authorities' reaction to your assistance? Well, they were glad to have the nuke down from there, of course, but I got chewed out pretty good from certain officials I won't mention. One last question. Are you in any way associated with America's other patriotic hero, Captain America? No way, ma'am. That fuddy-duddy is America's past. I'm America's future. I think the nation deserves a strong, decisive national hero, ready to put his all on the line every single day. You didn't see him up there yesterday, did you? No, Super Patriot, we sure didn't. AM Washington will be right back after these messages. <clears throat> So uh, he's walking off with uh, one of the, um, uh, probably the, you know, man floor managers. You were marvelous, sir. We seldom have guests as powerful as you. Well, thank you, ma'am. You'll have to see I'm invited back some sometime, right? So he, he leaves and uh, he sees his agent there, Ethan. Ethan, so did you see me? You bet your crew cut I did, pal. You were fabulous over the top. Check this out. I got a call from a prominent D.C. businessman who wants to foot the bill for the damages to the monument. Great. And then we get our old pals, uh, the two FBI agents that are walking up. Super Patriot, Farber and McNulty, FBI. A presidential advisor would like to speak to you. Can you come with us? An advisor, not the president himself? When my government wants to talk, I'll listen. That's the kind of American I am. I, I should go with you. The invitation is just for him, Mr. Thurm. I'll see you back at the hotel, Ethan. Don't forget to make my dinner reservations. A half hour later, and there's Super Patriot in the office with Val Cooper. I'm Valerie Cooper. Pleased to make your acquaintance. The pleasure's mine, ma'am. How can I help you, Miss Cooper? 
I would like you to tell me everything there is to know about you. Excuse me for asking, but am I in some kind of trouble? No, not at all. In fact, I may have the opportunity of a lifetime for you, providing you're the right man. And then John Walker thinks to himself, what is this? A ruse to get me to reveal myself to the government so they can keep tabs on me? No, I refuse to believe a high-ranking official of the good old USA would be part of such trickery. Well, ahem, as you might tell by my slight drawl, I'm from down south, Custer's Grove, Georgia, to be exact. The name's John Walker. My folks are farmers, had an older brother and sister. My brother, Mike, has a lot to do with what I am today. See, he was a soldier, a chopper pilot in Nam. He came back home in a box in the summer of 74. My folks couldn't have been prouder of Mike. I wanted to live up to his memory, serve America like he did. I enlisted, but after the war was over, it became a lot harder to become a hero. I served my hitch and still hadn't made anything of myself. Then a service buddy of mine heard about a fellow named the Power Broker who claimed he could turn men into supermen. We signed up for the works. The process he puts us through delivered the goods. I can now lift over 10 tons with my bare hands. But before I could do anything to make my parents and country proud of me, I had to pay the broker for the treatment. I was planning to try out for the Unlimited Class Wrestling Federation when I met a fellow who had a better idea. His name was Ethan Thurne, and he became my manager. We decided to forgo the commercial wrestling route and plunge right into what I wanted to do being all American hero like my brother. Ethan rounded up financial backers, helped me design my costume, and mapped out the strategy that would make Super Patriot a national hero. We toured the country, held patriotic rallies, did community service projects, things like that. Then Warhead came along. I'm a simple guy. That's my whole story. Mind if I ask you, ma'am, why you want to know? Mr. Walker? Do you recognize this object? And she pulls out Cap's shield. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks like a replica of Cap America's shield. It's authentic. The man who originally played Captain America was recently asked to serve his country in an official capacity. Once again, he refused. So we stripped him of his shield and uniform. He resigned? Now, why would anyone who loves says he loves his country do a thing like that? That's irreverent, Mr. Walker. What's important is that we find someone new to be Captain America. We're considering you. What? Me? Cap? (laughs) Well, if that don't beat all. What's so funny? Well, I've been one of Captain's most outspoken critics. I felt obliged to publicly mention that I didn't think he was cutting it as symbol of our great country anymore. Are you interested in my proposal, Mr. Walker? Well, As I said, a a true patriot heeds his country's call, no matter what. But with all the time and effort I invested in making the super patriot a name to be reckoned with, it'd be strange to give it up. I couldn't just do the job without changing my name and costume? No. Captain America is a tradition that goes back decades. We want to preserve it. Well? Hmm. Ma'am, if Uncle Sam wanted me to be Mickey Mouse... I'd do it. I'm that kind of American, the kind you can count on. When do I start? We'll have to run a background check on you first, Mr. Walker. Let me know where you can be reached. And then he leaves the office. Me? Captain America. I can't believe it. What will Ethan say? 
cut to the next panel. Nathan doesn't look too happy, does he? He certainly doesn't. You, Captain America? Yep, provide my background checks out, which I know it will. There's got to be a catch. Yeah, that's it. The original Cap's no dummy. They must have asked him to do something pretty far out for him to fold his cards. Or maybe what I told him finally sunk in. He's a has-been. I say we wait to hear all their terms, then drive a hard bargain of our own. No can do, Ethan. I already agreed to it. You nincompoop! Oh, and John didn't like being called that. Who does, Rick? Oh, sorry, sorry, I, I didn't mean that. You probably made a smart move, shown what a swell guy you are. S- sell them on you, then hit them with your demands. All right, then what are your non-negotiable demands? Something tells me Miss Cooper's agency won't go for Ethan's demands. Then what do I do? He's done so much for me. Wonder why the original cap threw in the towel. Sure would be nice to know before I get locked into it. Hey, I just thought of a way I could find out. I'll contact him through his national hotline service. And he runs to a payphone, Bob. What's that? Well, it's a, it's a little uh, station that is out in public. And it's a phone that you it's tied to this box. Wow. And you, and you pick it up and you talk into it. Oh, I've put, seen those in movies. Yeah. Yeah, you put money in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, here's my message. Cap, I heard what happened to you. I want to talk to you about it. No jive. Meet me at the Lincoln Memorial, Washington, D.C., Wednesday at midnight. Super Patriot. There, that ought to do it. So I wonder if the hotline becomes mine when I take over as Captain America. <clears throat> so it's Wednesday midnight, and he is at the Lincoln Memorial. Okay, old timer, come out, come out, wherever you are. And 45 minutes later... If he were going to show, he'd be here by now. Obviously, he's not going to show. This is very odd. Not like Captain America at all. Unless, maybe he can't meet me. Maybe he didn't resign at all. Maybe he died in battle and... There I go, letting my imagination run away with me. My government wouldn't mislead me. If he were dead, Miss Cooper would have said so. Guess I'll go back to the hotel. And coming from the shadows behind him, someone looks like they're dressed like Captain America. Where do you think you're going, Soups? Huh? Captain America. And he lands and knocks him down the stairs and he's rolling down the stairs. Come back here. I'm not letting you get off that easy. I want to hear you cry, Uncle, Uncle Sam. And then Super Patriots uh, gives a, a nice uppercut. You really have it going there, man. Ah, nasty uppercut you got, Soups. And it's one of his buckies. He's got three buckies, right? Mm-hmm. For a moment there, I thought you were the real cap, not a bucky. And when there's one bold urban commando, can the others be far behind? And he takes uh, the other one and flips him over his his, his uh, shoulder. But then uh, the third one comes up and nails him in the back. Behind you 100%, Johnny. Monkey pie on the super patriot. Don't get wise with me, man. You say you say patriot or pay toilet, Lamar. And uh, and they got them all down. And John's like, 
Yuck, yuck, yuck. Okay, boys, you had your fun now. Let me up before I accidentally hurt you all. When'd you guys roll into town? A couple hours ago. Ethan told you where to find me, huh? Yup, and ain't all he told us. Is that true what he says? That feds tapped you to be Cap America when the first guy punked out? That's the gospel truth, guys. But don't worry, I'm not leaving you three behind. Wherever I go, you guys too. Two days later, he's back in front of the commission. Wow, this is where the agency Miss Cooper works for meets? You could play football in here. Guess this is where they tell me if my background meets with their approval or not. Thank you for your punctuality, Mr. Walker. God, being called that while wearing this uniform. We have good news for you. Our investigation has shown you to be the most exemplary young man. Your scholastic and military records, your personal references, your courage, all most compendable. The bottom line is, if you wish to become Captain America, the assignment is yours. It really? Er, yes, sir. I'm your man. Oh, excuse me, sir, but with your permission, I'd like to make a few uh, requests. And he pulls out a, a a list from his belt. You see, I have this manager, and this would be Mr. Thurm, eh? Well, give me the list. We'll see what we can do. Uh, thank you very much, sir. And now, Captain, if you'll accompany Miss Cooper, she'll take you to be fitted. Captain, he called me Captain. Hmm. Most interesting requests. Soon, elsewhere. Here, try this on. Sure thing, ma'am. Not turning around. And there he is. He's putting on the uniform. We cut to the next page. There's John Walker as Captain America for the very first time. <clears throat> I'm done. How's it fit? Quite snug. Feels a bit strange. Don't suppose we can have it modified a bit. It itches, have my whole head covered. Afraid not. Here's the shield. Wow, what a piece of work it is. Last time I felt it, kept it thrown in at me. Come, we'll start your training. Captain, I'd like you to introduce you to three of our Freedom Force operatives, codename Avalanche, Pyro, and The Blob. Now, wait, I, I've heard of these fellows. They're criminals. Ex-criminals, Captain. They've all been pardoned for as long as they continue to work as special government agents. Your records say you're quite a capable fighter. These men will simulate combat conditions and help you get used to throwing your shield. I'll see you at lunch. But in the next page, we see John talking to the three of them. Now, now are you familiar with these three characters, Bob? You know, I'm really not that familiar with them, Rick. Well, um, they were part of the uh, Magneto, uh, not Magnetos, Masters of Evil um, from um, Mystique uh, put together these these mutants. And as we're about to see, Pyro uh, can manipulate flame. Uh, Avalanche can manipulate uh, rocks and earth. And then Blob is a big heavy well obese man um that is immovable um and uh, has some strength and so the three of them are part of of a larger team called freedom force 
hi guys, uh, Miss Cooper probably told you I'm the new Captain America. Uh, so what do we do first? Ha, what a bodgy. What's bodgy mean, Bob? You know, that is a, a slang from down under. That means a jerk, Rick. Oh. This ought to be a riot. What we do first, Captain America Jr., is beat the stuffings out of you. And then Avalanche uses his powers. Four, buckling under my feet. Avalanche is doing. Fireballs. They must be pyros. Whoa, can't get my footing. What are these guys trying to do to me? Well, if rough is the way you want to play, it's fine by me. Okay, fellas, you ask for it. And then he goes and attacks the blob, but ricochets off of his big gut. He's so blubbery. I bounce right off. Wrong, little man. You asked for it by agreeing to take the place of one of the biggest saps I ever met. Now stop hopping around like a blasted bullfrog and take your lumps like a man. No, thanks. Whoops, the floor is rising up to smack me. I sure can tell these guys have worked together before. One sets me up and the other bushwhacks me. Never fought anybody who could do the this weird stuff these guys do. What should I? Oh, I know. I wasn't given this shield just because it matches my uniform. And he throws it at Pyro and hits him. All right, one down. Unfortunately, I lost the shield in the process. This groundbreaking stuff, I mean, he's got to go. If I could just go over the crest, push off, coming down, it's working. Got him. And he knocks out Avalanche with his feet. And it's just him and the blob now. Okay, big man. Now it's one-on-one. -on -one. Hope you enjoyed your beginner's luck, Boy Scout, because it just ran out. And John goes over and he smacks him in the head. This time I plant myself firmly and let him have it with all my augmented strength. Nice try, sucker, but I've shoved off punches from the Hulk himself. Oh, caught me off balance. Now let me show you what to do to wimps who can't cut it. Nighty night, Boy Scout. And he's holding him, he's choking him. And just then... Val Cooper comes running in. Blob, put him down. That's an order. What? All right, Miss, Miss Cooper. And he's gasping for air. Are you okay, Captain? Hard to sw swallow. I was monitoring your performance. Swell. Did you learn anything from that exercise? Yes, ma'am. That those guys only play for keeps. I was hoping you'd learn what an asset you, that shield is. Right. I want you to report to the archive library and start studying the footage we have on the original Captain America in combat. I'll be by to quiz you in two hours. Yes, ma'am. So that last page, that uh, that night, so Ethan and, and the three Buckies are sitting around a table playing cards. Hey, hey, look who's back. The greatest American hero himself. How'd it go, Johnny boy? I've got the job. That's great. They agree to all our demands? They said they'd look into them. What do you mean, look into them? I told you don't do anything without a written contract. Lay off, man. I'm really beat. I need a rest. Didn't they ever let you take home the costume? No, not yet. Three days later, he's back in front of the commission. 
We wanted to get back to you on your list of requests as soon as possible, Captain. After careful consideration, I must report that we can't grant all of your wishes. In particular, you'll have to drop Mr. Thurm as your manager, and two of the three men you propose to assist you do not meet with FBI approval. Do you have any problems with this, Captain? And John pauses for a moment. He looks down, and then he looks up with a very determined look. No, sir. Next, basic training. All right, Bob, this next cover, issue 334, uh, this had a cover date of October 1987. And this cover, um, like the last one, was done by Mike Zeck and Bob McLeod. And it says, introducing the new Captain America and Bucky. What? This isn't, this isn't one of the Bucky's like bold urban commandos. This is this is Lamar Hoskins dressed up in a Buck, Bucky Barnes uniform. And we also have a, uh, a new um, corner box logo. And it's the two of them um, standing back to back. So you have uh, John Walker as Captain America holding his shield and then Lamar Hoskins as Bucky on the other side. And this is going to be uh, a continuous corner box for, for a little while. Um, interesting side note, when I was talking to um, uh, Tom Morgan about um, his corner box, he told me a little interesting story about this corner box. Do you know who the artist is for this, Bob? I don't, know. That would be Kevin McGuire. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, Kevin McGuire, uh, for those who don't know, um, longtime comic book artist, uh, probably got his big call to fame when he was on Justice League um, doing, um, this was back when they had uh, J.M. DeMatteis and Keith Giffen as the writers, and Kevin McGuire was uh, the, the original penciler. And they were doing uh, that was that was the Baha ha ha Justice League. Um, but Kevin's been around for, for a while. He's done a lot of different things. Um, did a really cool commission for me. But yeah, he did this corner box logo. I didn't know that until Tom told me. And then the um, solicitation for this, um, just in case you, you were curious, the last one, I couldn't find the solicitation. But for this one, um, the solicitation is the new Captain America undergoes basic training. And wait till you see how tough it is guest starring the taskmaster and the blob so we cut to the opening splash page and oh by the way the the, the creative team is is pretty much uh i think the same uh grunwald morgan hunt lopez fedunowicz and don daly and jim shooter this title of this issue is called basic training and so we have john walker in captain america uniform sans mask sitting in a chair looking at multiple screens with a remote control and he's looking at captain america in uh in combat bob did, did you notice anything about the last issue well i noticed a lot of things rick but i i don't know if uh i don't know what you're talking about somebody was missing in the last issue well, certainly Cap was. Yeah, Steve Rogers. We went a whole yeah. issue without Steve Rogers in it. Yeah, that's a good point. 
That's a good point. In a Captain America series, right. Yeah. And yet, it was a pretty good issue, right? It was. It was. It was a page turner. The Archive Room, Special Powers Compound, Fort George's Meade, Maryland. He was pretty good in his prime. Till I began studying him, I had no idea how good. But I'm Captain America now, and he's not. No matter how good he was, I'm going to be better. Ha! Me, John Walker, the former Super Patriot, Captain America. I still can't get over it. But when the original Cap resigned, the commission had to get somebody, and I am the best man for the job. Still, learning another man's moves hasn't been the piece of cake I thought it'd be. Right here, the bit with the shield. I've replayed this twice now, and I still can't figure out how he did it. Let me try it in slow motion. Okay, he tosses it, imparting some sort of spin to it as he lets go. It hits the first thug in the breadbasket, rolls across two guys' chests, hits the fourth guy square, and he's there to catch it. God and country, how do they expect me to learn that wrist flick of his while watching grainy old videos? I need a coach to teach me that. But there isn't anybody here who can teach me anything. Wonder if the guy who taught the original Cap how to use is still alive. Doubt it. Face it, the old Cap is probably the only guy in the world who knows this fine art of shield throwing. Wonder why he really quit. I must have roused him for not being as patriotic as me. But a man doesn't convince people he's a symbol of liberty for a couple of decades by faking it. I may never know the answer to that one. Oh, well, I'm the new symbol of liberty now, and that's that. And then watching John watch the videos is Val Cooper. Archive study period was over a half hour ago. He's now on his mid-morning break, yet still he pours over those tapes. Quite. Miss Cooper. Oh, come in, General Hayworth. Mr. Commissioner. How's our board coming along? Quite well, sir. He's conscientious, and he shows just the right amount of respect for his predecessor's work and confidence that he's up to the task of replacing him. Does it appear he'll be ready for duty by the projected date? He's very capable, but we've yet to find anyone qualified to teach him anything he doesn't already know. The Freedom Force makes adequate sparring partners, but as instructors... As a matter of fact, Miss Cooper... We may have found someone who can provide him with tutoring he needs. We'll let you know more about him as soon as we clear the red tape. Well, carry on, madam. Whoever could they have gotten capable of tutoring him? The original captain? Impossible. He shook our agents weeks ago, and we haven't heard from him since. And then her phone rings. Now who? Miss Cooper, it's the Ethan Thurm on line three again. You want I should? No. Put him through. I want to learn how that little creep got my private number. So we cut to the next page, and uh, John's walking down the uh, down a corridor, thinking to himself, "Well, here's where I find out if all that extra cramming in the archives make any difference. Time for shield practice." Hey, hey, Johnny. What, Lamar? Not in these threads, pal. Call me Bucky. So how do I look? And he's in that he's in that uh Bucky Barnes costume. Oh yeah. 
Well, no one will ever mistake you for the original, but you look pretty snazzy. Mr. Hoskins, might I remind you, gotta run, or I'll be late for remedial English. See you at your combat, Sim. So he goes into um, the training room, and there's a an old uh, drill sergeant there. Bob, look like any drill sergeant you've ever had? Yeah, it certainly looks like an army drill sergeant. Hmm. I was in the Marines, so. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, the fact that he's kind of old, bald, no, heavy. No, not at all. I was, I was just picking on my army uh, brethren there, but no, he doesn't look like any drill sergeant I've ever, ever seen. But Okay. Yeah. You're a minute late, soldier. That'll be an extra 600 squat thrusts at the end of the session. Sorry, sir. I ain't interested in your excuses, chump. I wasn't going to give you any, sir. Oh, shut up. Attend hunt. Okay, at ease, you gold brick. Now we've been going over this same exercise all week. Do I got to explain it to you? No, sir. Okay, get out there. I want to see you work. One last thing, wing ding. Go easy on the dummies this time. It took maintenance all night to repair yesterday's slip-ups. Your job is disarm them, not send them to dummy heaven. I understand, sir. Understand my foot. And then uh, just then, uh, a dummy comes up shooting at John, and he turns and puts his shield up. Sergeant Simmons is getting a bit predictable. He always starts with that dummy behind me. Okay, time to try toss. Just flick it like so. Blast. I got it to spin off upon impact, but that ricochet is going wild. I got to snag after it. Oop, I felt those. Got the shield now. Whoa, better back up out of the firing line. Now is my chance to disarm him. Oops, I didn't mean to do it literally. And does, he throws the shield right through the dummy's arm. I've got to throw this thing with less force. The shield doesn't need all my augmented strength behind it. There, I did it. That throw was just right. Now to, and he gets shot in the back. Ah, got me. Blast, I hate getting nailed by these, even by rubber billets. And he takes his shield and just knocks the dummy's head off. 15 minutes later. All right, all right, you big blue bozo. Playtime's over. Seeing how you dismantled all your playmates again. Uh, Sorry, sir. If this training session were real, you'd be killed or grievously injured 17 people and died three times yourself. Yes, sir. Well, at least you're improving. Yesterday, you killed 23 people and died five times. You got to learn to watch that strength of yours, kid. You keep throwing that shield harder than you have to. Yes, sir. Dismissed. And then John's a little frustrated. He's holding onto the shield. I wish I could crunch this thing into a paperweight and then during lunch hour uh he's in a cafeteria and the the three members of the freedom fighters are sitting having lunch together as john walks by with his tray yoo-hoo captain someone stuck a serving tray on your back cute blob real cute ha <laughs> ha Get a load of them red tights. Buck, buck, Bucky has chicken legs. And that was uh, Lamar in his Bucky outfit. While you stinking, cool it, Lim. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. 
What's those creep problem anyway? Um, they probably just feel threatened with us around. If they can't provoke us into fighting, they figure it'll make us look bad. Can't believe the feds would have anything to do with those muty crooks. Ex-crooks, they say. Well, maybe once we get combat worthy, they'll be sent on a suicide mission. Yeah, once we set the boogie, those gals will be fifth wheels. And then Valerie Cooper comes up. Captain, a word with you. Yes, Miss Cooper. Your former associate, Mr. Thurm, has been harassing my office with phone calls, demanding to see you. I can only assume he got my name and number from you. I've told the man in no uncertain terms that if he calls one more time, he will be up to his neck in government heat. Please be more careful in the future. Yes, ma'am. Last night, Ethan, I never gave him her number. He must have copied it from where I'd written down. Bet Ethan the others still smarting from us leaving them to enlist. Hmm. And if I know Ethan, he'll keep up the calls just to make us look bad. Next page. That afternoon, there's a big uh, two-thirds page splash of Cap and, and Bucky in the uh, training session. And there are four armored guardsmen. How would you describe them, Bob? Well, um, it, I don't know, Rick. They're sort of lime green with some armored uh, gauntlets and boots and sort of a groin uh, cover and mm-hmm. uh, sort of uh, mm-hmm. some armor over the, the chest. So well, they look sort of robotic. They do. They do. Um, they've been around for a while. Um, they've been used uh, by the government. Um, I think uh, probably you've seen them in the pages of the Avengers and Iron Man. Okay, heroes, listen up. We got you some new sparring partners and a new training exercise for you to amuse yourselves with. Your opponents are four of the guardsmen cadets you might have seen been trained elsewhere in this compound. The exercise is called Capture the Flag. All you two yahoos have to do is get through the guardsmen, nab old glory, and hightail it back to your safety zone. Any questions? Yes. What exactly can their body armor do? You'll find out soon enough. You don't expect your enemies to brief you before you tackle them, do you? Look, I don't expect you to win this one. Just stay alert and come out in one piece. Got that? Uh-oh. The Sarge really inspires confidence, doesn't he? We'll show him. Let's whoop him, John. I mean, Cap. Let's go. Ugh, some sort of ray blast. Now, these guys, not only are they armored head to toe, but they're kind of like Iron Man. They can fly. They shoot lasers out of their, their hands. And there's a big battle going on. And... um Basically, you know, they go back and forth, um, but they ultimately, you know, lose to the four guardsmen. And then the, um, the drill sergeant for the guardsmen comes out and says, not too good, boys. It took you a whole 12 minutes to neutralize them. You've got a lot of work ahead of you if you're going hoping to graduate. But then, uh, John and Lamar's drill sergeant comes out. Not too bad, boys. You lasted a whole 12 minutes against U.S. regulation armor. Yeah. We were pathetic, and Sergeant Simmons passed us on the head. You're too hard on yourself, John. I doubt the original Captain Bucky could have done much better. Then you haven't seen their training films. 
We've really got to get it together, Lem, or we're not going to last one minute out in the real world. I'm going to make a phone call. So he goes to a payphone. No, Ethan, I can't come to talk to you in person. I'm not allowed off base until you'll do what? Ethan, you'll be even more trouble than you can imagine if you so much as open your mouth to depress. Okay, all right. I'll meet you midnight tonight at the sandbar at exit 22 off Interstate 95. I'll be there. So at 11 o'clock, John starts putting on civvies and uh, Lamar gets out of bed. And he's like, hey, look, Johnny, if you're really going to go through with this, I'm going with you. No need for both of us to risk getting booted out of boot camp for going AWOL. Come on, man. They boot you out. Think I'd hang around? We're a team, man. We stick together. Okay. Hurry up. We got a big run ahead of us. An hour and five minutes later, it's the sandbar. And the two of them are sitting there. And we've got... um. Uh, Ethan and and one of the other Bucky's. I don't know the name. The guy with the black hair. I got to tell you something. I'm pretty darn disappointed in you two guys taking off like you did, leaving me high and dry. And when I think of all the money and time and and yes, love that I invested in you, I just have to ask myself: Do I deserve the shaft I got? There was nothing I could do about it, Ethan. Your own dubious background made it impossible for the government to hire you as a consultant. So you told me, but I had me a thought. I wonder what it's worth to the feds to keep me silent about who you are. Do they want the public to know that you're not the real McCap? I think not. It wouldn't take much to keep me from calling the National Enquirer, say a million bucks. And then John grabs him by the tie and pulls him over the table. You dare blackmail Uncle Sam? Chill out, John. A million is chicken feed for the defense department. They probably pay for more toilet paper every year. Look, Walker, you owe me. I found you. I would have had a nice chunk of change as your manager. I can't take that loss lightly. You tell whoever you've got to tell to get back to me by noon Friday, or your secret identity will be in the Sunday papers. Let's go, John. The stick in here is getting to me. Say, John, how, do you think the feds would really care if Ethan blabs about you to the press? Yes. They've gone to a great deal of effort to teach me to act, to move, to talk like the original cat. They don't want the public to know I'm a replacement until I'm proven myself. Man, I wish I'd never told Ethan anything. I should have just up and vanished one day. The thought of having to tell Miss Cooper about this really galls me. Now, wait a minute, Johnny. You don't have to tell him. Why don't we just go stomp Ethan Good and make sure he can't squeal? You mean, no. If we did that, we'd have to lean on his bodyguards, Jerome and Hector. Ethan may be scum, but those guys are buddies. Besides, we don't do anything that might jeopardize our careers. Okay, John, you're the boss. So the next day, they're in their uniforms. You seem kind of stony this morning, John. I mean, Cap. Worrying about Ethan? Yes. I was up all night going over all our options. I finally came to the conclusion you were right. I was? We'll have to do something about Ethan ourselves. What it comes down to is this. Is Captain America the kind of hero who would foist his problems off to someone else to solve? No, he's not. 
he handled his own problems himself as a point of honor. Well, I'm Captain America now, and I've got to live up to the highest code of honor that I can. Sure. Whatever you say, John, Cap, I'll talk to you later. I got to haul my butt over to civics class. Wow. He's really getting into this role deep. And then he's there with his old sergeant. At ease, Charterhead. I've got some good news for you today. We found someone to tutor you on tossing that oversized frisbee of yours. Sir? Captain, this refugee from a Halloween party calls himself the Taskmaster. You probably ain't heard of him, but he made himself a rep teaching dumb crooks the tricks of the trade. The FBI caught up with him a few months back, and he's got a few years locked off his sentence if he helps get you up to speed. What's he look like, Bob? How would you describe Taskmaster? Wow. Um, he's got a bit of a skull mask, right? You know, with a, with a white cowl. Uh, his costume is mostly dark midnight blue, I think, you know, with some white boots, white gloves, white, uh, what, are the, what do they call that thing around your midsection? Cape? No, not the cape, the, the sort of the... Oh, the trunk? Yeah, tr- trunks, right? I guess trunks, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, because you know that. they like to wear their underwear on the outside. Yeah, I don't. I never really got that. I guess, but uh, whatever works, whatever works. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's a pretty, pretty garish costume. I like that reference to a reject from Halloween party. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's awesome. Funny you should say that because guess what? John Walker's thinking to himself, "What a garish outfit! Who's this guy think he is? If you don't mind me asking, Taskmaster, what are your qualifications for teaching?" I was born with a skill I call photographic reflexes. Any physical feat I see, even once, my body automatically knows how to do it. But other than, than that, you're just an athlete with normal human strength? Yeah, what's it to you? Mind giving me a demonstration? Thought you never asked, flag man. And he tosses his cape off of himself and on to John. And then the next page is nine panels of Taskmaster uh, showing all the different skills that he can do, jumping around, leaping, throwing the shield. Not bad for normal human strength, huh? Well, you look at that. All six dummies disarmed without breaking a single one. And he did it in 20 seconds. Hmm. He is pretty good. He moves a lot like Cap, the old Cap, did in those old films. The question is, considering his background, will he try to mistrain me to make me easy prey to criminals? I'll have to watch out for that. It's an interesting thought. It is actually, you know? it's uh, cynical and suspicious. But the funny thing is, is that's, that's Mark Runewald, right? He uh-huh. just puts thought balloons and characters, you know, yeah. just different thoughts that pop up that, that we will never come back to. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, yeah. but he does that. And yeah. I also find it interesting is that he, you said he's cynical, right? So he's cynical yeah. of taskmaster. And, um, but He's the not at all cynical when it comes to the U.S. government. He just believes whatever he says. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a, that's, a, that's a great juxtaposition there. He's cynical of everybody else, but not the U.S. government. Don't just stand there. Get to it. Yes, sir. Okay. I've identified and isolated 18 katas. Is that how you pronounce it? Katas? Yeah. Practice, practice series of movements. That Cap does with his shield. Let's start with the first movement of his easiest one. 
You heard him, Winghead. Get moving. That's it. Straighten your arm a bit more. For the next two hours, the Taskmaster makes the new Captain America repeat the 12 individual movements of the first Kata over and over, correcting his stance, his shift of weight, his range of motion. Finally, at the session's end, the student has mastered the first and easiest of 18 lessons. Okay, Taskmaster, back to the lockup. You better practice, Sonny. The next cat I makes this one look like a cakewalk. He really taught me something. I can't get over it. Sir, is it really necessary to manacle him like that? Don't fool yourself, Cappy. The man's dangerous. We were lucky to nab him once. Man, why would a... Why would a man as gifted as a taskmaster want to squander his talent in crime? So then we get uh, Cap meets Lamar in the cafeteria. There you are, Cap. Thought they put you on some weird dot and you weren't going to show. I called, Ethan. I set up another meeting for tonight. Oh, yeah? I came up with a plan to shut him up good. Without him or anyone else knowing, it was us. Let's hear it, pal. Later that night, so the two of them break into the armory, which they were walking about seeing before, and they're putting on guardsman uniforms. Coast clear? Clear. Let's roll. Wow. Hard to tell that Johnny's in there with the way these helmet speakers make you sound. Not really sure how to make most of the schismos in the suit work. Better not mess with the boot jets till we get off base and can practice some later at the sandbar ethan and uh his two companions are sitting in, in a booth so when honest john lays the million on us boys we'll pay off a few debts then we'll have more than enough to hey where's that bum anyway didn't he say it'd be here by now and all of a sudden crashing through the wall are the two guardsmen and one goes and grabs Ethan, which I think it's John. Ethan Thurm, I am Guardsman XL5 of the U.S. Armor Corps. I wish to have words with you. Help! Hector, Jerome, save me! And then Lamar in his uh, armored uniform says, Don't try nothing if you know what's good for you. Oh, I won't try nothing. Like fun, I won't. My augmented strength ought to make scrap metal out of this third-rate Iron Man. But Lamar's thinking, got to hold back as much as I can. Hector and Jerry are my pals. Don't want to hurt them. Just keep them out of the way. And then they're throwing uh, people and punching. and Really messing up the place. Who in blazes are those armed dudes? I thought I heard him say army. Help! I'm only going to tell you this once, Mr. Thurm. The identity of the new Captain America is a matter of national security. If word leaks out, we'll know it's your fault, and there'll be nowhere on earth to hide from us. Do you know how long we put away people for treason? And then just then, one of the guys gets tossed through the thing. That's Hector. Lamar must have had to get rough with them. Don't go away, Thurm. Uh-oh. Lem's in trouble. These suits may enhance our strength, but fighting in there takes some getting used to. Jerome's really letting him have it. 
I'm not worried about Lem. I, I know he can take the punishment. But if we bring this armor back damaged, we'll have really blown it. Butter pulled Jamar, Jerome off, and then he shoots Jerome in the back. Oh, no. I must have actually activated the hand blaster. Jerome? Gee, you didn't have to do that. I know. I didn't mean to. Should we haul him to the hospital or something? Too risky. There are enough witnesses as it is. Ethan and Hector can help help him. Uh, we better get back to the base before the police show up. So the next morning, uh, John's in his Captain America uniform looking over old videos again. I feel terrible. Why, why did we take a few nights to familiarize ourselves with the armor before taking off with it? I wanted to handle the problem all by myself, just like the original Captain America would, but I blew it. Would Cap really have disguised himself as someone else? Maybe. Would he have made threats? Destroyed property? Probably not. Injured a civilian? Definitely not. Well, if I'm lucky, Jerome will be okay, and Ethan will lay off. And then Val Cooper comes in. Captain, I'd like to talk to you about some incidents that occurred last night. Namely, a break-in at the armory and a fight at an Aryan tavern. She suspects me. What do I do now? If I own up to what I did, she may boot me out of the program. Maybe she doesn't suspect me. If I were to lie, no. I must think, what would Cap do in this situation? And he looks at Val and says, Er, ma'am, I took the armor and wrecked that tavern. The end to this story. What do you think about that? John's asking, uh-huh. what would Cap do? What would Cap do? It was an interesting, he had an interesting perspective on, uh, you know, originally on how Cap would handle that problem, right? Cap would handle the problem himself. But we all know Cap, Steve Rogers would not have handled the problem in the way that uh, that John Walker chose to handle it. Correct. So, it's it's the difference between sort of the the uh, principle and the execution, right? The principle of self reliance, self sufficiency, you know, dealing with your problems in a straightforward way. But but when in the execution, he really buffaloed that up. He did indeed. Mm-hmm. It was quite the buffalo. Yeah. All right, Bob. So this next issue, issue three thirty five. Uh, has a slightly different creative team. We still have Mark Grunewald, Tom Morgan, and Dave Hunt. But the colorist is our buddy, Bob Sharon. I love Bob. Uh, letterer, Jack Morelli. Editor, mm-hmm. Ralph Macchio. So that's new. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, editor-in-chief, Jim Shooter. Um, on the cover, which is done this time by Tom Morgan and Joe Sinnott. Um, so Joe is a classic, uh, inker, um, uh, been around for a very long time. Um, he inked Jack Kirby, um, inked, uh, a lot of people. He's, he's one of the most, uh, accomplished embellishers out there. Um, so, uh, Tom, uh, felt very privileged to, to work with, uh, with Joe on this, um, and this is, I think, Tom's first cover. Um, and the cover itself is um, a crazed-looking Captain America 
um, with battling a bunch of um, armored, not fully armored, like we were just described for in the last issue, but um, guys with uh, like um, armored chest plates and, and helmets. Um, and these are the watchdogs. This is the first appearance of the watchdogs, Bob. Yeah. And uh, we'll get into that in this issue. And <clears throat> it says, featuring the new cap in his very first adventure. And for 75 cents back in 1987, you could have gotten this issue. <clears throat> this one's called Baptism of Fire. Fort George, Meade, Maryland. And we have John in his cap uniform, Lamar in his buck uniform, and they are running and there is fire around them and a whole bunch of, you know, those, those round balls at the end of a mace that have like the little yeah, spikes coming yeah, out. Yeah. It's a dozen of those, but without the sticks, they're just floating and flying around. They look like if they hit you, they kill you. But they'd sting. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, Bucky? I haven't been nailed yet, Cap, but I sure wish I had a shield like yours to take some of that heat off me now and then. And then there's um, this next page. Um, man, Tom is doing his inner Kirby, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. that first panel when John ducks at, at Captain America. Um, first of all, the the way he's drawn that motion that's pure Kirby. it is yeah and then same thing with with bucky underneath him but then on top of that where you have this fire coming out of these nozzles on on these these poles has the kirby crackle yep right that panel, I mean, like if I was looking at that first panel, I, I, I would say, wow, that's Kirby. Yeah, if you took that in isolation and you asked, uh, asked folks, I, 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 I guess an eight out of ten people for sure would say, oh yeah, that's Kirby. Yeah. <clears throat> Whoa, watch it, pal. I'm watching. I'm watching. Uh oh, gun droids. Stay behind me. My shield can handle this. And then he takes his shield and he just runs into all the droids and, and tears them down. Nice going, pard. Cap, front flip, quick. And he does because there's this big, gigantic mallet that's coming down. And then next thing you know, there's these, these poles that are shooting out of, from the sides. The bars are closing in. You know what I mean? Let's try the human cannonball. And Lamar takes him and throws cap with the shield out and then he busts them all all right there's a finish line just one more obstacle to go how do they look to you gentlemen pretty darn good miss cooper their teamwork is exemplary considering the relatively short time they've been training together and then we see uh john leaping through some fire and um and taking out some some devices mechanical devices um, and it's, you know, nice, nice bottom panel here by, by Tom, you know, it shows, you know, th- 
three different versions of cap, you know, some uh, somersaulting and then landing. And then they're done. And Lamar says, oh, Mike, I'm back. Want to bet we set a new record running that obstacle course? I just hope we don't get points off for demolishing so much hardware. But Valerie Cooper comes out clapping. Bravo. Sounds like we didn't do too shabby, Cat. Here they come, the entire commission, to coordinate superhuman activities. They seem to be smiling. Most of them, anyway. Let's just hope he proves more cooperative than the original. Oh, we, we have ourselves a good soldier this time, General. I know it. Quite a good show, gentlemen. You've come a remarkable way in a mere short, mere eight weeks. Looking good, son. And then uh, one of them says, thinks to himself, glory boat and so-and-sos. So, Mr. Commissioner, are we ready for a field assignment yet? Anxious, are you, my boy? I'm eager to get going to the, on the job you chose me for. You are a go-getter, aren't you? Well, there's one important thing you must do first. Repeat after me. And they put their hand on a Bible and put the other hand up. I solemnly swear to obey the laws of the nation, to uphold the Constitution, and to defend liberty, justice, and the American way. I shall carry out the directives of the commission to the best of my ability, in or out of uniform, in perpetuity, so help me God. And after Bucky has repeated the oath, You're dismissed, men. Report to the briefing room at 1300 hours tomorrow for your first field assignment. Yes, sir. I was not aware we had determined what their first assignment would be, Commissioner. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you see, Miss Cooper, you've done such a splendid job overseeing their basic training program that I would like you to continue in that capacity with their further education. Mr. Samish here will be coordinating their field activities. Adrian, how's it shaping? I've set up one doozy of a mission for... I've set up one doozy of a mission for them, Miles. Elsewhere in the training complex. So what do you think our first mission will be, John? Something tough, like stopping some super do? I doubt it'll be anything too strenuous. They don't want us to fail. Think of all the time and money they'd have wasted if we struck out on our first time to at bat. They'd be back to square one with no super soldier. Yeah. I guess you're right. They're in the locker room, changing. They still intend to pass you off as the original cap? You don't look or sound that much like the old guy to me. Fortunately, there aren't that many people out there who are experts on how cap is supposed to look and sound. Now they're in the shower. I think the plan is for me to make a few small public appearances, do some good deeds, and establish a good track record. Once I've won public acclaim, they'll hold a press conference and announce that I'm the new improved 1987 Captain America. Sounds like a good plan. Unless the real Cap tries to, to scorch it somehow. Wonder whatever happened to the old coot anyway. We uh, haven't heard anything about him in the last past eight weeks. Do you think that they're withholding info on us? Maybe. Or maybe that old Cap was going into hiding 
out of shame. After all, he really shirked his duties to the country by refusing to go along with the commission's plan to coordinate his official activities. Still can't figure out what motivated him to toss in the towel. Ego, I guess. Couldn't handle taking orders. Well, enough of him. He's the past, and we're the future. And tonight, after two months of mess hall chow, we're going out to dinner. That night, somewhere in the southeastern United States, it's nighttime, and there's um, a building, and then the aforementioned watchdogs that I described on the cover are running away from the building. Move, looks Willie. To, looks to be some sort of toy store. Well, I didn't notice that before, <laughs> but now that I see it, it is an adult books and toys. Oh, it's probably like collectibles. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're going to blow up collectibles? <laughs> Move it, Willie. We got TNT to blow that joint of kingdom coming back. Don't look. It'll blind you. And then there's a big explosion. How? What's the sound there, Bob? Yeah! Filth and perversion or a blight that can only be cleansed by fire. Amen to that. And then one of the guys gets shot in the back. Makes a sound. You gall dang arsonist. I sunk every cent I had in that store. It was my only way of making a living. What gives you suckers the right to watch dogs? Firing positions. Oh, boy. And then firing positions bob can you describe that yeah it looks just like you know you would expect during the revolutionary war you know where you got the uh the redcoats lined up in a firing position first rank kneels second rank you know stands straight ahead all rifles pointing in the same direction yeah and there's there's five kneeling and five standing and they all have handguns and they're all aiming at this this guy with his shotgun. But one of them thinks to themselves, oh man, blowing up a building is one thing, but gunning down a man in cold blood? What am I going to do? But then they fire. It makes a lot of noise, Bob, that firing. It does. does. Dead in the door now, Watchdog 1. Hope nobody noticed I aimed high when we all shot. Not that it makes a difference to this poor geek. Let me see him. Satisfied now, smut merchant? When you offend the morals of this nation, you must face the wrath of the watchdogs. Dog brothers, let us toss the carcass of this filth monger into the fire. And then there's a guy sitting on the ground. Brother, are you unhurt? Yeah, my my vest stopped the slug. Just knocked the wind out of me. I bet if Monty been killed, head dog would have tossed him into the fire too. Man, oh man. I didn't think it'd be like this when I joined. Excellent work. Another astounding blow had been struck against the forces of indecency. 1,300 hours the next day. What time is that, Bob? 
That would be uh, one o'clock p.m., Rick. Mm. <clears throat> we have Cap and Bucky sitting at a table with um, uh, a few different of people from the commission. The latest incident brings us to the total number of acts of vandalism and arson to 20. Last night's burning of an adult bookstore 25 miles outside of Huntsville, Alabama, was the first such incident with a casualty, the store's proprietor. The local police have been little help, leading some to believe the watchdogs have some friends in high places. The FBI has been sent on their trail for the past three months. Now, what exactly is the group's purpose? The watchdogs believe themselves to be arbiters of the public good. They're against pornography, sex education, abortion, the teaching of evolution, anything they believe to be immoral. Hmm. I'm against those things, too. While every citizen group or uh, group of citizens has a right to their opinions, of course, no one's entitled to commit vandalism, arson, or murder. So Bucky and I are supposed to, to go out and stop these guys somehow, right? That's right. We want you to infiltrate one of the local chapters of the group, learn who is the ringleader and financial backers, and then arrange to catch them in the act. Whew. If you'll examine the dossiers in front of you, you'll see all the intelligence we have on the watchdogs to date. Sir, some of these activities are in the vicinity of where I grew up. Precisely. That should give you an advantage. Being familiar with the area and the people shouldn't Enable you to infiltrate relatively easily, right? Uh, yes, sir. How you proceed is entirely up to you. If you need any special materials, false credentials, whatever, you know how to reach me. Good luck, boys. Make America proud of you. Yes, sir. Hey, Johnny, I thought you figured they'd give us something easy on our first mission. This looks tricky. Yes. I guess I figured wrong. Well, what the heck? Buck up, pal. It won't be that tough. I figured I'd rather fight a bunch of nuts with guns than one guy like Dr. Doom with a red skull. How about you? I just, I just wish I didn't have to be my old stomping grounds. There's so much greater chance I'll be recognized. Or be forced to turn in somebody I know. The next day in Custer Groves, Georgia. So this is where you grew up, Johnny? On a farm 15 miles from here. This was the nearest city. City? Ha! Huh. I have more people living in my building than live here. Well, here's where we split up. You go to the newspaper and place the ad. I'm going to renew some old acquaintances. Do some snooping. Check. So he's heading into the barbershop. Now he's in his... Both of them are in their civilian identities. So we're being here on a mission. Hey, what's a guy got to do to get a haircut around here? John Walker, what are you doing back in the Grove? I heard you was in California. I was. I just didn't fit in out there. Man, the service sure made a he-man out of you. Look at them arms. So really, what brings you back? I was thinking of settling back down in these parts, Harold. Get a job, find a wife, you know. As far as I'm concerned, the rest of the country just isn't a fit place to raise a family. Down here, folks aren't afraid to make a stand up for decency. Sounds like you heard about those watchdog fellows, John. Yeah, aren't they something to be proud of? 
later and he after he leaves not very proud of myself fibbing to an old friend hoping to get information didn't even get a lead so much for beginner's luck now where should i try next so that night and they're in a hotel room i gotta tell you john the people here don't take too kind to fellows of my persuasion i thought the lady who took my newspaper ad was going to call lynch mob they're good people just a bit provincial in some ways i check with most everybody i know including my sister and her no account husband and talked up the watchdogs but so far no one admits to knowing anything about the watchdogs it's possible the group hasn't recruited in real small towns yet well if the scam we got plan didn't bring them out of the woodwork i don't know what will me neither well i've got to get showered and changed my sister's having me over for dinner three days later at a hotel room outside of rome georgia there's a whole bunch of ladies that are standing in line hoping to be models so they're all thinking to themselves, golly, I'd do anything to be one of those fancy dress models. 200 bucks if I picked. Oh, please. Wonder if he makes a show what we got. Your name, Missy? Joe Beth Tucker. So, Tammy, why do you want to pose for Looker Magazine? Chicks of the South photo spread. Well, my daddy always said if you got it, flaunt it. Is that what your daddy always said to you, Bob? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. You had any modeling experience before, Mary Lynn? No, sir. But I'm sure I can hold any pose anybody else can. You sure you wouldn't mind men drooling over your picture? I, I don't think so. So just then, looks like John Walker slams open the door. All right. Where's that scuzz bag trying to corrupt you fine women? Hey, and and by the way, that the guy doing the talking was um, Lamar in disguise. In, in disguise, yeah. He was uh, looking like a like a Hollywood guy from 1987. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had that same suit, Rick, that Lamar is wearing. That that white pants, the white unconstructed linen jacket oh yeah i had that i had that you got the miami vice look i did have the miami vice i showed my son a picture every now and again i have a i have a picture of me and my friends in orlando and i'm wearing that that suit i had one too bob did you oh yeah oh yeah yeah the look i uh merry-go-round chess king mm, yes uh it was the linen the linen jacket suit right mm-hmm. and then you would fold up the sleeves oh yeah and push them up a little bit uh-huh. right and then you'd have a dress shirt yeah. underneath or or a t-shirt oh yeah the t-shirt and like a neon colored t-shirt yep 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 absolutely if you had the dress shirt you had to have the skinny leather tie the, the skinny tie i had a, i had a uh, i had a satin a skinny satin tie that worked yeah. too yeah yeah, yeah. Man, looking good. Hey, what's your problem, dude? I rented this room and you dirty. And then all of a sudden, John Walker recognizes the girl and the girl recognizes John Walker. 
Whoa, Mary Lynn Norfolk. I took her to the senior prom. She'd fall for this? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. What must he think of me? Filth peddler, get your black butt out of here. Now! Hold on, Mr. Mal. I know my rights. Now, get lost before I call the cops. The only thing you're going to be calling for you is your mama. And then uh, they start fighting and breaking a table. Let's make this look good, pal. Insult my mama, will you? Here's one man who wants you to make harlots out of decent women. Ever hear of free will, Blondie? No one's forced them to show up here. You're a tempter, a corrupter, an agent of Satan. Hey, let's not get carried away, Johnny. Easy, pal, easy. How long do we got to keep up this horseplay? Till the police arrive. Hope they get here soon. Even with augmented strength, a fellow could get hurt around here. So an hour later, and we see both of them are in jail cells, opposite jail cells. Why do you get the feeling that the first Cap and Bucky didn't get themselves thrown in the slammer on their very first case? I just hope this gambit pays off, and I don't get a criminal record in my hometown for nothing. Shh, I hear someone. Hey, Johnny boy, back in town for less than a week, and you're already in the Hooskow. Ain't you a piece of work? I paid you two hundred. I paid you two hundred bucks bail. Go on. Really appreciate this, Harold. I bet you, I'll pay you back as soon as I get on my feet. How'd you hear I was arrested? Word travels fast in these parts. Remember. Look, John. I got some friends who really stand behind what you did. They're the ones who got your bail money up. They'd like to meet with you. If you mind to. Oh, yeah? This could be it. Harold must be talking about them watchdogs. That night, in the basement of the local chapter of a nationwide men's club. Hmm. hmm. Wonder, wonder, wonder what nationwide men's club that could be. It could be. I wonder if it's the hair club for men. Or um, something sinister. Hmm. I think it's something that... Uh, you may ask yourself, why? <laughs> why would CA do that? Why? Yeah. Mm. It's them. I've lucked out. And there they are, as guys in their watchdog uniforms. You seem like our kind of man, Mr. Walker. Not many people would make a stand for decency the way you did. We were planning to take care of that miscreant ourselves once night fell. Are you interested in joining our fraternal order and to rid the community and eventually the nation of the elements that would corrupt them? You bet. Our next initiation assembly will be held this Thursday night. So there we cut to Thursday night. Wow. And uh, wow, that's quite the initiation. That we got, is. yeah. You know, we got over a dozen watchdogs standing at attention on each side and then in the middle of the row <clears throat> and there's a big bonfire behind them dog brothers we are gathered here tonight to admit new blood into our ranks standing before us as a man who like each of us has had all he can stand of the filth and decay and depravity of our modern society a man who wants to join the crusade for decency and righteousness
Brothers, I present to you John Walker. Man, I wish they didn't have to know who I really am. If I make the slightest slip-up, they'll all realize I'm Captain America. But what choice did I have? I might not have been able to infiltrate so quickly without cashing in on my local reputation. Let us all join together in our oath of allegiance. I solemnly vow to walk the virtuous path. You gonna you gonna do the do this with me, Bob? Oh, gonna, oh yeah, yeah. There right? you go. Yeah. To safeguard to society, society from the forces, forces that would that corrupt, would corrupt it, it, and to destroy, and to destroy the enemies, enemies of, of decency, of morality, morality and of and the, the values upon which our country, country was founded. founded. This is weird. I believe in the things their oath is about. Okay, John Walker. Now it's your turn. Repeat after me. I solemnly vow. And then he does that. This is the second swearing-in ceremony I've been in less than a week. I feel like such a hypocrite. And then here's your uniform, dog brother. Put it on. Hey, it fits him perfectly. As if, you know, it was made just for him. Yeah. And now that I look at it, Bob, every one of them looks like exactly uh, identical. Well, that is why they call it a uniform. No, Bob. I'm <laughs> saying their physical attributes. Every single one of them is the same height. Yeah. Every right. single one of them has right. the same build, the same, like, there's not, yeah. gee, there's not one overweight guy amongst them? Come on, please. Very, very selective uh, recruiting process. Apparently. Tonight, you will have your first opportunity to participate in our moral crusade. Our target is the county library, which has refused to honor our petition to remove from its shelves 152 books unfit for reading. Hmm. Then I'll be able to catch him in the act tonight already. The only trick will be slipping away to change into my cap uniform. But before we do, we have one other matter to attend to. Bring forth the phrenographer. He couldn't mean. He does. It's Lamar. How did they get hold of him? Why didn't he use his old man's strength to break free? Unless he's just playing along to... No. His gait is shaky. He must have been drugged. What did they intend to do with him? Dog brothers. Here was a man who entices good women to degrade themselves for the prurient interests of the morality bankrupt. We could thank our newest member for his delivery into our hands. They, they mean to string him up. Can Lamar's augmented neck muscles stand up to the stress of strangulation? What do I do? There's no way I could switch to cap in time. And if I just raise my voice in protest, I'll blow my credibility, spoil my chance by catching them in the act. Man, this mission has been bad news from the start. First, it takes me to my hometown. Then I'm forced to oppose guys whose morals stand in, in basic agreement with. And then I find my high school sweetheart is ready to sell her propriety for a couple of bucks. After that, I, I, I learn an old buddy of mine is cahoots with the guys I'm going to bust. And now I'm forced to do nothing as they lynch my friend. This could have been tougher for me and the commission planned it. Planned it. Maybe they did. Maybe they arranged for all this. Maybe this is a test. But if it is, what's the right answer? What's more important, 
a Mars life or the mission? Sir? Uh, yes, of course. Dog Brothers, I have been reminded some of us have to get up for work in the morning. If we want to torch the library, we better leave at once. I will see to the lynching. Everyone's leaving. What I do, stay here and try to save Lamar? Or... It's like the commission wants to know if I'm willing to risk a friend's life for the sake of a mission. Those blasted... Come on, John. You'll have time to watch plenty of lynchings in the months ahead. That's Harold's voice. Then he is one of the watchdogs. I'll have to bust. Uh, okay. I, can, I pray you can handle this, Lamar. A half hour later. Hey, where'd the new guy go to? He said he had to answer the call of nature. Now, excitement must have got to him. But just then. Look up there. It's that superhero, Captain America. What's he doing here? Evildoers, beware. Yeesh, that was corny. What is Captain America's battle cry anyway? I better just keep my mouth shut if I can't think of anything appropriate to say, lest the chance anyone will recognize my voice that way. He's jumping. Get him. Relax, one goofball and tights can't stop us all. How many times have we heard that, right? Oh, yeah. We'll see about that. Got to be careful. They outnumber me 16 to 1. None of them have my augmented strength. Still, I better not get overconfident my first time out. And he throws the shield and knocks out uh, of their hands all these torches they were holding. All right. It worked. I'm right in position to catch. All those hours of shield practice the past couple of months really paid off. What's wrong with you guys? Pile on them. I didn't give him room to do circus tricks. Smash him, or we'll be all behind bars. We're taking you down, traitor. Oh, yeah, these boys took me down, all right. But keeping me down is another story. And he takes the pile and knocks half a dozen of them up in the air. Minutes later, a police car pulls up. Finally, the police. I was beginning to wonder if I was going to have to lug all 16 of these jokers to the station myself. Officers, these men were trying to set the library on fire. Take them into custody. I'll be by the station to make a statement later. Huh? Hey, wait. Fifteen minutes later, I've got to find Lamar. So you came back. Me leave you stranded out here? Never. I just knew you could handle the situation yourself, pal. Like Blazes, I did. I was gambling with Lamar's life. I just hope he understands. It was scary for a moment there, uh, Cap. But I snapped my cuffs, tore myself down. Now, know how I have it figured? This whole thing was a test set up by the commission. No, they didn't invent the watchdogs, but they infiltrated the group and placed key people in it to make it as difficult a test for me as they could. It really rankles that they go such elaborate lengths to test me. I'd really like to let them know how much it stinks. But if they knew I figured it out, they would probably invalidate the whole thing. And I'd always have to wonder if they'd have to spring another one on me. I wonder if this is why the original Cap quit the team. He just couldn't trust them. The end. Yep. Yep. Right there. Light dawns on Marblehead. He's starting to get it, right? A little bit. A little bit of suspicion. Yeah, he went from being a... uh... 
you know, my country can't do any wrong. Right. They yeah. wouldn't do anything wrong. They wouldn't be dishonest. They wouldn't, you know, and then now he's starting to starting to question. Starting to question. Yeah. Well, this has been a good story. Uh, that's three issues in a row, Bob. Yeah. No Steve Rogers. No Steve Rogers. Just his name mentioned once or twice, you know, but uh, where did he go? It's like Waldo, right? I mean, yeah. to be found. I got to tell you, though, um, it's been a really interesting, captivating story. As you said, a page turner. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing the development of the character, John Walker and Lamar Hoskins. Um, and we're seeing the introduction of some, some key characters along the way, Indeed. you know, like the watchdogs and, um, some of these other, uh, minor characters, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Mark Grunewald, this, this, he's in his heyday right now. He's in his prime for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nice work by, by Tom Morgan. All right. Well, we will visit the next part of the story with episode 83. So one, one month we'll come back and this time it's no longer the road to the captain. It's the captain. So what does that tell you? That tells you we'll be seeing Steve Rogers. So we're going to be covering the captain part one which is issues 336 through 338. So come back to episode 83, where we will cover those issues. Awesome. Awesome. And then next issue, we already said that we were going to uh, pick three reviewers for the, uh, the uh, What Would Cap Do Challenge Coin. And I will be singing to Bob, Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh, and you know what else we're going to do, Bob? We might as well cover a comic. We're going to cover Captain America Iron Man issue five, the finale, the finale. to that, that uh, 2022 miniseries. Yes. So all that is happening next issue. So come Ooh. back next week for episode 80. It is a cornucopia. It's chock-a-block of fun. Yeah. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, Bob, it has been a blast wrapping cap with you. It has. It has. Great story. Great company. Can't wait till next time. All right. He's Bob Lucius and I'm Rick Verbonis. And you've been listening to another episode of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. <laughs> Thank you.